Welcome back to the Sound Good Health Podcast. Today I'm talking with my friend Eileen Heinz. So she's an amazing writer, but she also just recently celebrated her one year of training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So we're going to talk about her experience with that and how it's kind of changed and forged her into the, the person she is. So, and for reference, I am a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I'm okay at kickboxing. Uh, I trained primarily at the Warriors Cove and then a little bit at Mankato Martial Arts, possibly with some of the guys Eileen trained with, uh, and then Detroit Lakes Jiu-Jitsu. So Eileen, can you start with just your fitness background before getting into Jiu-Jitsu? Okay. Well, I have been active all my life. I grew up on a farm, so chores every day, that kind of thing. I did uh, track in high school a little bit. I wasn't very good at it. Our coaches didn't really push anybody who didn't want to be pushed or show like a ton of promise. So you tried running um, faster. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of like, if you want to do field sports, you can, but the coach we had, I attempted shot put in discus, but I was not very good because our coach also coached um, the pole vault and was more interested in coaching that. So it's kind of like, Oh, you guys can lift some things and then you can go out to the field. And so my teammates kind of taught me what needed to be done and they were focused on their own sport so I never was very good at that but it was it was a fun experience and you know building a team I enjoyed that aspect of it just hanging out with other people doing things outside absolutely yeah and then in college I did intramural sports one year but then life got in the way and college got in the way so I just kind of worked out occasionally but nothing like serious or like intensely Sure. at all and well and then my senior year I was in Audrey's fitness class which was a lot of fun that was kettlebells and pilates and zumba and yoga so yeah and to quote your sister she told me you got scary strong into a nest well I I guess I'm intimidating I don't know <laughs> I enjoy yeah. class it was a lot of fun yeah and I that's kind of where I figured that, that I need like a purpose or I need like somebody kind of coaching me what to do like just running is super boring to me or like just lifting weights without a purpose in mind like it's just it's not entertaining to me I I also need my mind engaged with my physical activity which I know is for some people some people just like to turn off their mind and just go for a run that's not me at all (laughs) right and with me personal training like I find it a lot very beneficial for people to get that buy-in if they do have a sport or activity that they care about. So you're not, like you're saying, training just for the sake of it, you're training to get better at X. And I mean, what better than fighting? (laughs) So, so, yeah, you grew up on a farm, but so just, did you have that, um, I'll call it like a fighter or warrior mentality, like going into jujitsu because and I'm just talking out of stereotypically it's less common for women to have that but a a farmer country girls have that more commonly yeah um I mean that's kind of I've always been a little bit drawn to martial arts like it's super cool to be able to defend yourself and they look really cool in the movies which I know is not real life but like it's a good thing to be able to defend yourself and so I'd kind of always wanted to try one but just never really had an opportunity or sought out the opportunity to do it. And then I started watching some videos on YouTube because my brother started getting into it Mm. and he trains in Sioux Falls at, I think it's next edge is his gym there. But um, he started getting into it. He's like, you should try it, Aileen, if you want to, it's really fun. And so, you know, I contacted Kato Jiu-Jitsu and 
started going and like the first the first day I walked in like I, I called ahead to like make sure I they knew I was coming but the person I'd called forgot to tell the coach mm-hmm. so I walked in and everybody's staring at me and I'm like well they've seen me so it's too late to leave <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they were all really nice and friendly and like welcomed me in and it was it was good from then on but just that first moment was like they don't know I'm coming and it's really hard to understand the coach because he's got a very thick Brazilian accent so I'm like what is he saying to me (laughs) but it's it's fun and it's a very welcoming place to to yeah so yeah I want to can you talk more about the the process of starting like with the because a lot of people there's intimidation or just feeling uncomfortable yeah it was a little bit different for me than it normally would have because of COVID I kind of started when things started opening up a little bit more but like not super open Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked on the website just to make sure they were open. I called the phone number. Maybe they said text was preferred because I remember texting back and forth about like, do I need to bring anything? There's not really a list on the web that says have all these things. And they forgot to tell me to bring shoes to wear off of the mats. So like I had worn socks. So I just wore those that day and got the next time. But like, that was something that would have been nice and was a little bit of moment of like, oh no, I'm going to embarrass myself and they're not going to let me come back, which is not at all true, but just yeah. a lot of nerve and insecurity because this is the first time I've ever done something like this and I don't really know what to expect. And I'm also really shy. So walking into an environment is already intimidating for me. Yeah. Well, and uh, the Warriors Cove, we had um, red gi tops and black pants. Um, so a, a common thing with the people starting out was you would see what happens as a pink belt is guys wouldn't know they don't wash their belt and so the red bleeds into the white. So, um, so yeah, you talk about those embarrassing things, but it's like, you know, a, a lot of guys go through that. So, um, so anyway, so do you remember anything from your like first day or early classes, like any stories? Yeah. Um. So the first, I, I picked the earlier class. I don't remember why. I think I was like, well, 7.30 start time might be just a little bit late because I started in October. Mm-hmm. So it would be dark out when I left anyway. Um, so I picked the earlier class. And at the time they were doing no gi on one mat and then gi on one mat. So I walked in and like, I see all these guys not wearing the gis and I had one because um, I had ordered one ahead of time to be prepared since Ethan had given me some idea what to expect and what I needed for it. And I was very thankful because I did, did not want to get that close to people right away. So I, I do some no gi now. I'm a little more comfortable with that. But right away, walking in to all these strangers and like it was all guys. There weren't any girls that first hour, but some came to the second hour, um, which I was very thankful for. But <laughs> I was really grateful that the gi class was three people and one of them I had known already from college um Joe Lunston was um there too and so like when I came in he like kind of popped out of the crowd and he's like Eileen what are you doing here and started talking to me and welcomed me and I was like oh thank goodness I know somebody here mm-hmm. it's like way less scary now although kind of still a little bit scary because at the time we worked together he's since gotten a different job and and moved to the cities I think now but it was just, it was good to know somebody, but it's also like now I know somebody and can embarrass myself more if I do something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah. But everybody was really nice and friendly. And um, the coach for that class was 
he was a brown belt at the time. He's a black belt now, but Nick Nick was really nice and easy to explain everything with just the three of us in class. And so then they were like, you can stay for the next class if you want to. And I was like, well, I'm already here, so I might as well. And I'm very glad I did because then I met a whole bunch more people. Everybody was really friendly and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, one thing that I want to say for people considering starting martial arts and jujitsu and whatever is in a dojo, it's going to be like the nicest people you met. I mean, there'll be one or two guys with egos that are just looking to hurt people, but they don't usually last. And it's like, you know, everyone is just happier there, happier training, um, and they want to build you up so you can be a good partner. So um, it's not you're not going to go in and get thrown to the wolves and get beaten up and whatever. It's like, that's not what jujitsu is about. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I can still remember the first couple people I rolled with were really, really like, they went super slow and like seeing what they can do like now and knowing more, it's like, oh man, they were so nice to me and like, okay, here's what you do. Here's the next step. I'm going to teach you a few things. And then like, gradually like they increase how much they like use of their skills when they roll with you instead of just letting you do things so yeah yeah because as a someone that's more advanced it doesn't do anything and not me specifically but a person it doesn't do anything for me to like just crush somebody that doesn't know what they're doing like that's that's just ego so it's um it's more about like i can put myself in bad positions so you can kind of challenge yourself with a few things you do know and I can work on my defense or, or escaping something or whatever so did you you said you mostly trained with men or were there some women or like a mix yeah it's it's still mostly men for a while we had a good group of like five women and then one moved to Tennessee to finish her doctorate and one moved to California for a job and now we're down to four of us, five, because there's one in the morning groups that I've never been able to go to because it doesn't work with my work schedule. Mm -hmm. But it's, there's still a handful. Some don't come as frequently. Some come about as frequently as I go. And then I think there's one girl in high school who comes and she's, she's a little bit nervous about rolling with the adult guys. So she mostly just rolls with the girls a couple times and then calls it good. So uh, can you just talk about the, the learning process? Because when you start out, you're, it, there's a lot to learn. You kind of get your butt kicked a lot and it can be discouraging. Yeah. Um, I, it's a little bit different, I think, for me than it will be for most people, because I assume most people who try this will be guys. So it's, it is a little bit different. They do treat girls a little bit differently, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. It's being a privilege, but <laughs> um, you you really don't know anything right away. And so like you learn a couple moves in class and then there's kind of like an open time to try all the things you know yeah. with each other, which is um, where I've learned the most, I think, because that's where I can make the connections between the different things I've learned in class. But like, at first you like kind of know things halfway or you only remember half of them or you get things like you get an arm bar and a choke like mixed up together because you start doing one and then you start doing the other and like it's just it's chaos and you have to kind of yeah teach your mind to do jujitsu as well as your body to put those connections together in the right order so that you're doing the right things at the right time and not making silly mistakes 
Right, because it's, it's a lot harder to remember all the steps under pressure and the other guy's trying to do stuff to you too. Doesn't want you to choke him. <laughs> so. We just did this in class and you let me. Why aren't you letting me now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, well, yeah, because you talked about uh, people tend to go easier on you because you're female. Um, does that get annoying at some point or do some guys take it too far? Um, I know kind of right away there was another white belt who was like, I was in the middle of trying a move and then he like corrected me, but he corrected me like thinking I was doing a different move. So that was a little bit annoying. And I haven't run into too much where people have been like patronizing or like you're a girl so you can't do as much, but I have run into like before I, I thought I was ready to roll harder, somebody like rolled really hard with me and I was like, whoa, what's going on here? Everybody's been super nice and gentle up until now. And then I just had to, to increase my ferocity. And that was also a good training moment to be like, okay, Eileen, you can't expect people to be nice to you forever. You have to start like actually doing what you've come to do and learning to defend yourself. Yeah, and, and that's from the guy perspective, that's a, a hard balance because, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, you're typically the bigger, stronger, and in my case, more experienced or just talking as a purple belt. So it's, it's tricky to find that balance of, am I being an asshole? Am I pushing her? Like, you know, um, but like you said, it, it's, it's, at some point, you gotta uh, keep challenging yourself and getting better anyway. And uh, it's not going to be easy forever. And like, if you're not, like, there's something I, I think, I don't know where it's from, but it's like, if you're not losing, you're not pushing yourself or challenging yourself or taking risks. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So was there a point where you started to feel like you got it and like are seeing progress and things start making sense? Yeah. Um, so there have been a, kind of a couple of points, but I kind of remember the first time things started clicking was about like right before I got my first stripe things started to make sense. I started making those connections and like, I could start to recognize like, oh, they're going to do this to me next. I don't know how to counter that, but at least I know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, there was a little bit of that moment before I got my second stripe, like just recognizing, hey, I know a lot more. I can do a lot more now. Like, so the stripes came at the right time. I know for our gym, I know it's different everywhere. Belts and stripes are pretty arbitrary. There's no like set guideline. Right. But for like every 30 classes as a white belt, then you, you're eligible for a stripe. And then once you have, no, that's the first two stripes, then it's 40 for the next two. And then after 20 stripes, you can test for your blue belt. So it's, it's time-based, but it's also effort-based in getting to the gym, doing the classes, yeah. et cetera. Well, and yeah, as a, a white belt, that's can, it, it, kind of correlates, I guess, with time and effectiveness. But like what I liked with the Warriors and not knocking Kato Jiu-Jitsu, just what the Warriors Cope does is they have, uh, I think it's once a month, they do what are called review matches and they pair you up with, they, they have a formula where it's your belt level and your weight because you know a 300 pound white belt can still be a challenge for a 120 pound black belt or, or whatever. So, um, Anyway, so you get paired up and then it's not, you do like four matches and it's not, you don't have to necessarily win. You just have to do well 
and the instructors are kind of watching and evaluating that. And uh, and it's a 15 minute long match and you just keep going. Like even if somebody gets a submission, you just keep track of who got how many submissions. So it's a, it's a very, it's, um, you know, battle testing yourself, not just putting time in. It's like, are you, can you apply what you're learning in a situation and then also you're exhausted and whatever. So um, I think it's a good system. Uh, obviously it depends on the instructor evaluating you and are they watching you or the other six matches or whatever, you know, but still um, I, I think that uh, testing your metal aspect is important and uh, yeah. And I'm not sure about the higher belts at Kato Jiu-Jitsu. I just know for white belts, it's kind of yeah. time because there's just so much to learn yeah. um, and sticking with it and all that. But I think it's probably a little bit more like that for the higher belt. Yeah, and usually because like the, I, that. <laughs> I, I, I think for like blue and purple and whatever, it's, there's like a, a we'll say like a technique application type test but then there's also a live combat rolling whatever component uh, and then depending on if the gym does striking too like they might have an mma part i don't know but it probably depends on the gym but anyway so can you touch on like the the changes you saw in yourself like physical and mental yeah um i'm not sure how much of this is attributable to just like intentionally trying to eat healthier and like just eat less but I've lost like 10 pounds since starting jujitsu which is good because over COVID I <laughs> had gained a little weight like most people um so I I've noticed that change I've also gotten stronger and more flexible from jujitsu just you know stretching every day working out a couple times a week it, it's going to change things and also mentally I'm a lot more confident uh-huh. and like even like just at work, I work at a, a mental health clinic on the front desk there. So sometimes there are some crazy things that happen and like, just knowing that that's a possibility, I'm a lot more calm and like able to like remain in control when things are like, I don't know, this could be a situation where things go weird and we have to, you know, call for help or de-escalate the situation or something so just more more confidence in that area as well just knowing that I can defend myself helps me like stand a little straighter be a little more ready for those situations where you're like I don't know what's going to happen but I'm going to be able to handle myself right like even in a non-combat way when something goes wrong yeah, and I can't emphasize that enough that that what you're talking about is by far the biggest benefit that I've seen for myself too with jujitsu is just it's having that in the back of your mind, like you can handle yourself. And, you know, you, like uh, one of my coaches talks about like most people don't even exercise. So you learning how to fight is putting you way above the untrained average person. So, um, and then, yeah, like, and what's interesting too is just, the like you said in a a non because obviously having the martial arts skills it's still not a socially appropriate response which uh you know is it it's for the best even though sometimes you want it (laughs) so um 
So that's just interesting that that, con but the other thing is too, having that confidence, like you're saying, the way you kind of act and carry yourself, you're less of a target in the first place anyway. So it, it's that loop. So, yeah. um, but still absolutely. Yes. A hundred percent. The confidence is just night and day different. So, um, so do you do any, like, I'll, I'll just say supplemental type workouts or training for jujitsu? I don't, I've been considering it. I probably should get a little into weightlifting. I think that would just be a good thing overall to do. Um, I just, I don't have a ton of time between work and that, and then also writing. So mm -hmm. like just limiting things. I, I always on the weekends, it's like, I should go for a walk. It's gorgeous out. And then I get busy like with dishes and stuff and I just never go. So I need to add supplemental things to my routine, but I don't like distance running, so I don't want. <laughs> I shouldn't say to anybody. I did interview a guy about it, and I've got cross country friends and whatever. But yeah, I very few people that I know that do stuff besides distance running enjoy distance running, in my experience, at least. And uh, it's absolutely not necessary to be good at jujitsu or martial arts. Although, like boxing, is pretty like they have jogging in there wheelhouse and that's I, I don't know if that's just tradition and we keep doing it because it's what we've done or what but yeah that could be I'm definitely not built for distance running though I am a sprinter yeah. through and through <laughs> so yeah. maybe maybe I could do something with that but like well and you said you did uh shot put and discus so like to me that tells me you like the explosive power style and that's what your body's kind of good for um or set up for and like for myself I seem to do well with what's like the strength endurance so keeping a consistent output for two or three or whatever a few minutes but not distance running um because that's low uh, uh comparatively low power output or whatever but for however long you want to go so uh and so like I I think I want to, I've been trying to figure out more about just like you're saying, different body types geared for different styles of training. And uh, Jesse Enkramp, the karate nerd guy, he has a video that talks about with the five different types of fighters with regarding like energy and performance. So you have um, somebody that starts really strong and explosive and gets tired. You have somebody that starts slow and goes up. And then you have somebody that just grinds and stays neutral. And then you've got the the U shaped with the dip, like you start strong, you get tired and get a second. And then you go the other way. It's like the start slow, you get high and then you drop. So, um, and I know for myself, I usually start a little slow and then get high and then eventually I get tired, but I, I'll just say, I usually win before that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as a purple belt, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, uh, just, for you the listener like figuring out your body type and style of training and kind of adapting your style to fit that like um that's something good to figure out like I was gonna ask you like do you know are you still a white belt yeah yeah okay. I've got three okay um so you you're still probably just figuring out the the basics of it but do you have any kind of stylistic stuff you know you like I I like taking the back I like working from there and I like kind of those sneaky transitions um so there's one where you can like you're acting like you've got a 
the rear naked choke and then you like switch it to an arm bar. So I like that move. I like escaping arm bars where you like do flip around into side control. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I, uh, I don't think it's called like a cartwheel, but you kind of roll over your shoulder and kind of do that. Yeah, I, call, yeah. I call it the ACDC walk. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cause that's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know if there's an official name for it. There probably is, but anyway. Um, uh, what kind of goals do you have for uh, BJJ? Like, is it something you plan on sticking with? Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to keep progressing. I'd like to at least try one competition, but I think I might wait until I'm a blue belt before I do anything. I know it's it's hard for women to compete because there just aren't as many competitions. There aren't as many women, so I think they tend to start a little bit more at the blue belt level anyway. Also, I feel like there are still so many gaps in things I know that I need to like sit down and just figure out, okay, what do I struggle with or what, what do I not know and how do I learn that and then be ready for competition. So I'd like to compete a little bit. I kind of thought like maybe I could be a brown belt. I'd like to be a black belt, but yeah. I'll, you know, eventually I want to get married and have kids and that's definitely going to put jujitsu on hold for a while. Kind of hard to to do neon belly when you're like nine months pregnant. <laughs> Probably not a good idea there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, when I was in Detroit Lakes, we did have a lady that for a while was pregnant and training. Um, and there's a different girl that had. Well, I think they got them through foster care, but there she was a parent, and the kids mm -hmm. trained in the kids class, and the husband and wife trained in the adult class. But it was a whole their whole family is is involved, so that helps instead of like. Mm -hmm you know, come home, you're doing all this fighting. Yeah, so, um, but anyway, so yeah, uh, the cool thing with jujitsu is you can definitely do it for a long time, assuming you, uh, I mean, you're going to accumulate injury injuries, but the, like we're, we're saying the supplemental training to kind of correct muscle imbalances and just work on flexibility and all that can help kind of prevent that. And then also just not having an ego when you're training so just tap out if the guy gets the thing um you're in the gym is not you know world championship abu dhabi whatever grand finals so you don't need to you know hang on and struggle and let your arm break just because that's what the gracies did in the challenge matches or whatever yeah there's a big difference between training at the gym with your friends and like training for competitions even, and then like yeah. actually compete. There's just a huge difference in yeah. how much you push yourself there. Right. Um, well, and I just honestly enjoy the training process. I mean, I have competed and um, it's something I, I wanna get back into post school, um, but uh, yeah, so, but I, I can also just enjoy going to the gym cause it's, it's a good challenge. I like the style of training and I, I also do like the supplemental training. Um, so, and it's just, you know, the action movie guy in me just likes all the training montages and it's like, just, that's your life. You know, you go to work, you work out like, boom. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so, uh, I don't want to necessarily put you on the spot with being a spokesman, but is BJJ something you think a lot of people or women should learn or benefit from? I, I really do. I've, I've kind of nudged my family members who don't do it about joining, kind of talked to my older sister about it. And she's like, well, I don't have the time to commit to like going every week like you do, but I wouldn't mind like a, a 12 week, like self-defense type course. And I have mentioned that 
to the coach and I I don't know what his thoughts are necessarily on developing that long term but I mean it it would be useful I mean it is useful as self-defense and there's a difference between learning it for self-defense and learning it for competition because you focus on different things in competition you're going to get close you're going to look for the advantages that let you submit them whereas in self-defense you want to get away as soon as possible so there is differences in those trainings Um, and then I'll just add, like we touched on earlier, a huge benefit is just that self-confidence. Um, mm-hmm. And depending on the gym, like Warriors Cove was focused on, uh, like some of the sport jujitsu stuff can get pretty, like this wouldn't work if he could punch you in the face. <laughs> um, so it's more reality competition, like uh, fight focused, um, but that does trans, like reality focused does translate well to competition. competition it's not bad but it has holes that mma or punching or whatever can throw off um and self-defense is like again it's the the thing with self-defense is you're not going to be fighting some world champion black belt level guy you're going to fight some idiot who is probably bigger and stronger than you but probably doesn't have much in the gas tank and isn't very well trained and um Anyway, so that's a whole other rabbit hole. So we're um, not going to play by the rules either. So you gotta... they'll have buddies and like, and that's where they're uh, not necessarily long distance running, but at least a sprint can help. Cause again, like uh, I think it was in burnout. It's like most people only have a quarter mile in the gas tank. If you can, well, he was talking about chasing guys, but it's still relevant. Like if, if that applies, if you can keep them in line of sight, you can catch them after that. So. <laughs> But anyway, I think that's about what I had for questions. So um, is have any writing projects you want to shout out? <laughs> um, I, I've got like a couple things posted on my website, short story wise, but I don't have anything like huge published. Sure. Just gearing up for Nano starting tomorrow. Mm. I still have it completely finalized which project I'm working on. So we'll see. <laughs> I'll surprise myself tomorrow. Okay. Well, anyway, so thanks for for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for interviewing me. It's a lot of fun. Always good to catch up and chat.